Sarah Davis. And, and I'm Elsie Lindley. And, and we, we started, started from the sidelines. Side. That for me was not that was, together. That was not together, no. <laughs> and we started from the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I'm Sarah Davis. No, you need to meet yourself. Oh, okay. I'm Sarah. And I'm Elsie, and we started from the sidelines. Hello. Hello. I thought you were going to say Hail Mary or something. Hail Hail Mary. Mary. (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of Started from the Sidelines. Thank you very much for coming back to episode two. Returning. So I was waiting until we started recording to Mm. tell you about this, but Ollie messaged me today, right? Because I sent you the screenshots of him saying that he was going to start listening. Yes. And uh, uh, he, him jumping off a cliff. And well, the, the gif of somebody. Sorry, yes. Off a cliff. He wasn't actually. <laughs> the very prospect. He said of the diving in. Just... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. And, the th- and he never messaged afterwards. And I was oh. kind of um, just low key stressed because yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. when somebody messages to say oh i'm about to listen to this this creation of yours yes and then doesn't get back to you yeah you can more or less get an idea that they weren't particularly enthused yeah however that was not the case oh it wasn't the case um it was not the case he messaged me this evening actually and he said hang on i'll i'll get the get the direct quote please do I forgot to say yesterday, I really loved listening to the podcast. It was like being back at Cambridge and chatting at the Maypole. Cannot wait till next Wednesday. Please don't stop doing them. Oh my gosh, that's so lovely. So now we actually have a reason to do this beyond ourselves. (laughs) That's beautiful because now... It's not validation that I'm getting. It's it, I'm I'm actually giving people something back. But wait, he said the maypole, which means that we must have sounded extremely drunk because the maypole. No, is no, no, no. It's <laughs> it's just because the main Ollie and I didn't have a didn't really talk that much unless we were at the pub, and so the yeah. main place that places that we would have in depth conversations and yeah. chat and talk about okay. things was either at the maypole or the pickerel so oh nice nice um, okay yeah i i don't think it was a reflection of um of, <laughs> our manic ramblings <laughs> of, uh, well no i mean obviously our manic ramblings were definitely reflected in that but yeah. not yeah. them being <laughs> motivated by inebriation you know uh, speaking of inebriation, actually, this is a beautiful segue. Thank you. That wasn't set up at all. Um, I want to have a beer, and I thought I'd save opening it so I can give a bit of ASMR. ASMR. Oh. I'm not very handy with a bottle opener. That's also too- like that's that's also a really horrific type of bottle opener. It's, it's the worst type of bottle opener. Well, it's not a bottle opener technically. It's a can opener that has a bottle opener. Um, and I hate those. Oh well, it's all I've got. So. Um, hang on. Or maybe they want this... the maybe they want the sort of the struggle. <laughs> I mean, why else would anyone listen to our podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> That's the episode.
episode name, The Struggle. <laughs> okay, quiet please in the cheap seats. That was <laughs> so shit. <laughs> it was like a, a sort of, oh, I've dropped it on the floor. For fuck's sake, Elsie. The, 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 the bottle cap. That I thought it was going to be a... But it was a... Yeah. It was a... Well, it, if you had a real bottle opener, then it would have been um like a... But it we'll wasn't like tools. that. That's all I'm saying. I'm not blaming bottles. Well... Yeah, Cheers, I'm, everyone. I'm not... I'm not... Oh, God, <laughs> I'm not denying it's foaming. the fact that you're a... Po- oh, see, this is... Yeah. <laughs> This is that's not how you drink beer out. You can't drink, you have to sort of leave room for the air because otherwise it does that. Well, it, I saved it before it got to the um the CPR, the manual the containment. Mouth to mouth containment CPR of the corona. Corona bottle, by the way, guys. Very topical, oh, very relevant. Shout out. <laughs> I love it. I'm really into beer. Anyway, we're not talking about beer this week. We're not talking about beer this week. Tell me, Elsie, what are we talking about? Oh, I've been dying to talk about this. I love this topic. I could talk about it for ages. I think it's a topic very, very close to both our hearts. Um, threesomes. No. (laughs) (laughs) I was really waiting for the punchline and then I was worried for an instant that you weren't going to have a punchline and that you were just going to (laughs) go... reading and i was just like dude there's got to be something funny here it's got to be something thank goodness you saved it you saved it you saved it uh, did i or did i ruin Oof. it um yes reading no it's perfect reading books yes reading thank you. this is we're talking about reading this mm. week um children and, and reading and, and and our relationship with reading and books and yeah and books i just and love stuff. talking about books and reading i mean just to contextualise for anyone who doesn't know, which is uh, nobody, um, <laughs> I studied English literature at university and Elsie's doing a PhD yes. in classics. I am. Latin literature. Which, to be yeah, which um, obviously we're both going to be huge book nerds. Yeah, yeah. I've, yes, it's kind of, it's a, it's a double-edged one, this, for me, because I've taken Double-ended. Something... It's a double ender. Oh god, <laughs> it's not going to make any sense unless we put the bit about the. Anyway, um... <laughs> now we're going to have to clarify. That's not going to make any sense unless we put the bit about what this mode of recording a podcast long distances and it's called double ending. No, it's not. What's it called? Double ender. <laughs> I'm double just digging a hole. I'm just digging my own grave. Oh dear. Cheesy Louise. What was I saying? Oh yeah. Something that's very, something that's been with me from childhood onwards and that was instilled in me, which is this love of reading, of literature, shall we say, that I'm now doing, you know, full time. And I'm getting, you know, I'm now have multiple degrees because of the fact that as a child, I read loads. That's essentially mm. what it boils down to. And mm. um, when you say it was instilled in you... <laughs> Can you can you talk about that, please? I can, and I will. So, my mother has car sickness, and I do not. And she was always very keen for me to be um, very driven academically and achieve as much as I could. Rightfully so, I think. Very um, keen, though. 
<laughs> made me read uh, before school, on the way to school, on the way back from school, and after school. Now, interesting. It, so, yeah, it was. It was, and yet she didn't drum the love of reading and the desire to consume books out of me. She didn't. Not even you know making it a chore and making yeah. it something potentially very you know it's something that i would push back against yeah because that could go that could really really not because yeah 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 but she was i've made a note here about like which books i remember reading as a child and that was to an extent quite directed by my mum she i wrote this down so i (laughs) so jacqueline wilson obviously queen icon yeah she wrote loads of books I was only allowed to read the wholesome ones. And by the wholesome ones, I mean, but some of them aren't, they're not, they're not all that wholesome. Some of them are quite gritty. They, they, they mm. cover quite gritty topics. But the only topic that I wasn't allowed to read were the girls series. Girls in mm. love, girls mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. stressed out, girls mm-hmm. partying or something like that. Mm-hmm. I was forbidden strictly forbidden from reading those so i have never read those Did are you, you serious them? i've never read so you them. still to this day to this day i haven't oh my goodness no so i when i was in primary school the school library had a lot of jacqueline wilson in mm. and there was one jacqueline wilson book dustbin baby which you could oh. only get out of the library if you were in year six and a signed letter from mum <laughs> <laughs> so of course being an avid reader and liking Jacqueline Wilson I read everything that I could get my hands on in the library yeah and the fact that there was this one book that I couldn't check out yeah put the book on a massive pedestal for me mm. not that not on a pedestal, but just, you know, made me really desperately want to yeah, read it. Yeah, it and then in the middle of year five, I moved to Norway to an international school. Yeah. And during one of the first weeks that I was there, I was in the library and I discovered that Dustbin Baby was in there. Yeah. And there was no age restriction on when you had to, when you, when you could check it out. So you better believe I checked it out right there and then and was like finally this is what I have been waiting for and honestly I was reading it and the only takeaway that I have of it the only thing I remember from my reading experience of it was I don't understand why I wasn't allowed to take this book out earlier yeah I think I was really hoping for something super super fucked up you know and i really didn't get that that's that's really disappointing overwhelming yeah 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 that's like a microcosm for like a lot of sort of delayed yeah i guess life but like growing up like you kind of think that adulthood is going to be this amazing thing this is going to get really depressing sorry you just kind of think that, like, independence, adulthood... We're both in our <laughs> mid-twenties, and life is not looking hopeful. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, you think that adulthood will be this kind of easy-breezy, like, always fun uh, experience, and you get to have all the freedom, and you'll be able to do what you want and stay up late. Mm. And that's what we hype it up to as 
as children. And then you, when you get there, when you read the Dustin baby, that is your life in, <laughs> as an adult, if that, if this analogy is kind of weirdly concocted, but you know what I mean, right? It's like, it's yeah, a bit yeah, of a yeah. disappointment. Yeah, it is. And there's nothing juicy about adulthood. No. Well, apart from sex. I was just going to say, yeah, that's, yeah. that's better than I thought it was going to be. But we shouldn't be talking about that. No, no. <laughs> but no, so it was the family-friendly Jacqueline Wilson's that I read. That you were allowed to read, uh, yeah. That I was allowed to read. But and everything else, that's, I, you know, I'll be honest, that was the only place where my mum really censored my, my reading. She let me read. Having an older brother meant that I often read you know quote boy books i read mm. very um i read uh anthony horowitz the mm. Stormbreaker series oh uh what was that one o- owen colfer artemis fowl that series i read oh, yeah. loads of really like gendered male books and i i lapped them up i loved goosebumps you know those like read your I find your see you're just listing all the book series that I just steered clear of in the, bi- the, the, the library. Why? So, okay, tell me, what did you read? Apart mm. from Dustin Baby, eventually. Mm. No, you keep talking because I just oh. put a bite of chocolate in my mouth. That's really professional, Sarah <laughs> Davis. Okay. Did you ever read Patrick Ness? Anything by Patrick Ness? The first time I was exposed to Patrick Ness was with his Chaos Walking trilogy i think it's a trilogy chaos walking and it's it's great if you haven't read it i would recommend you read it now and also eventually get teddy to read it because it's so good it's basically in this weird world this dystopian world i guess where everything you think is visible and it's called the noise Ooh, or something. Cool. it's called noise um so your thoughts just appear around you and that was translated into the book so you would be reading and you turn the page and then the page would just be filled with what looked like you know scribbled writing Mm. and that was the noise and so yeah that I loved that concept I think I feared it deeply because Mm. when you're that age when you're that age you have so many disturbing thoughts oh yeah and you can't whenever you think the most disturbing thing thoughts in public then you'd then you'd I always did the thing where you'd be like, if you're if you're listening to my thoughts, yes. cough really loudly. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I did the same. I did the same. Yeah. The panic. And you just need to know. Yeah. So wh- yeah. which books did you read then? You didn't read any of those. So I, Harry Potter has always been very, very, very big for me. Um, and I can't actually talk about my love for Harry Potter because I will get upset about the fact that it will never be understood right. Um, okay. <laughs> but I read the books which I consumed like like drugs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> were the the kids ver- the, the the child version of chick lit novels. You know the the yeah. boy and girl. You know romantic i guess girls in love and girls under pressure and all yeah ones, just yeah. you know anything about relationships and kissing and yeah. all that sort of stuff yeah yeah, yeah. Um, nice you know i've i'm jealous i never got that <laughs> i mean i i would i would get books out from the library and i'd get and i was i know i can't do this anymore but i was Cap- I was a reader who had multiple books on the, on the go. go at the same time. 
like sort of 10 books on the go at the same time uh, max and two. not max two i can do and i yeah. it wasn't that one of them would get pu- pushed behind or anything yeah, it yeah, would yeah. i could you it could was I, like yeah I, I mean i i don't know how i lost i'm so sad i'm so sad 17 that I lost limbs that. and 12 pairs of eyes it was fine for you <laughs> yeah yeah and now i have a child <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's a lot of multi multitasking, I guess, with reading. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I couldn't do that. I tended to have maybe two very different genre books. Mm. So I would have a Jacqueline Wilson or similar, and then I'd have like a series of unfortunate events kind yes. of book. Like very, very different books. And I still do that now. Like I've just got back into reading for pleasure. It's a huge mm. thing in my life. I've treated myself. I thought, okay, this Christmas is going to be very different. I'm going to have a lot of sort of dead time, a lot of mm. dead time over the holidays where there's you know there's not the usual sort of hubbub and excitement of things happening and it's just going to be me for a lot of the time and I thought well this is a great opportunity you know twist that reappraise that into something positive so I've treated myself and I got from Waterstones a veritable hoard of books I've got Beth McColl How to Come Alive Again David Nichols One Day One Day got Bernadine Evaristo Blonde Roots I've started that one and Girl, Woman, Other. And I've got Dolly Alderton, Everything I Know About Love. And there's one more. Rachel Bloom's new book, I Want to Be Where the Normal People Are. You must have spent an absolute fortune just yeah. considering. Just, well, I'm just... I think it came to about 40 quid in total because I did click That's and collect. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did click and collect and I got all paperback. Yeah, I think I put three nice. in my basket and then I thought, actually, I can... I can splurge a bit here. Yeah. I've not bought a book in so long. And I've not done much reading for pleasure at all mm. since. No, I've, yeah, since I've. M-Phil, probably mm-hmm. since finals of undergrad. Like, it's been a long time since I've curled up with a book. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to treat myself. Anyway, the reason I'm saying this is because I've now got two on the go. I've got Bernadine Evaristo's Blonde Roots yeah. and Beth McColl's How to Come Up, which are very different nice. books. I mean, one is like yes. kind of self-help book. The other one is what would what would the perspective of a slave be if the transatlantic slave trade happened, but it was white people who were enslaved? So it's like um, counterfactual yeah. Yeah, historical yeah. fiction. Brilliant. So, so yeah, but I couldn't do more than two. But that's what <laughs> I did. That's, that's how I also did it. Yeah. It's just that I had more genre categories. Sure. Um, you know, I might have... Two, I might have like I might have a lemony snicket, and then something similar to lemony snicket, but not quite as descriptive, mm. you know. Mm. Um, and then something Jane Austen, and yeah, yeah. then some fantasy series, mm, mm. and then several YA novels. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And some books are easier to read than others, and I'm not necessarily saying that books that are easy to read are bad or like worse no, quality, no. but it, some books are just some authors write Absolutely. in a much more digestible way and yeah honestly 90 percent of the books that i have read for pleasure mm. since doing since starting my undergrad mm. because obviously reading <laughs> reading time is <laughs> it's really hard to read for pleasure when your weekly reading list is so extensive that when you get to the end of the day and it's time to shut off yeah. you're you're not massively <sighs> infused by the idea of 
picking up a book and going, hmm, let's do some more reading. Yeah. And even if you manage to push yourself to look at words, you aren't reading in the way that mm. you're wanting to read. No, exactly. And you have to because you have to untrain your analytical brain and just mm. be like, I don't care about the metaphors in this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the motifs. I'm just reading this. It's so difficult. It, but you can't. You can't. And you, turn it and off. you start, and you you also stop enjoying a lot of yeah. books that you would enjoy because you're criticizing their writing. Yes. And... Oh, I would have changed. Yes. Yes. Like, yeah. oh, I, I I would have done this because this author does this, and I really like how they've done that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. become a really annoying internal monologue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's unbearable. It's unbearable. <clears throat> and so. All the books that I read most of the time now yeah. are really, really trashy chick lit novels. <laughs> We're talking garbage books. Um, the quality of writing, awful. <laughs> the characters, very one dimensional. <laughs> the dialogue, <laughs> well, it's not good. I mean, it's been raised with me that anything in this is too bad but <laughs> the the thing is is that when you're depressed you don't want to fucking read yeah and when you're tired you don't want to read and this whole cult like culture of highbrow like worthy literature yeah. Yeah. or uh, versus books that are a waste of time basically i mean it's something that really really frustrates me mm. so for me if it's a book which i want to read then it's a good book yeah there was a quote from neil gaiman's article why the future depends on libraries um he says there are no bad authors for children well-meaning adults can easily destroy a child's love of reading stop them reading what they enjoy or give them worthy but dull books that you like you'll wind up with a generation convinced that reading is uncool and worse unpleasant and that was what stopped me reading for a long time. And it wasn't anyone anyone telling me to read something else or anything like yeah. that. But it was just this, I felt like I was wasting my time if I wasn't reading yes. worthy books. Yes. And yes. so then when I shook that concept yeah. from myself and just, yeah. was, and just was open to, if I'm reading, then that's then that's yeah. good in itself. Yeah, yeah. And so I was going to ask you, so I this got me thinking about Roald Dahl, because I absolutely loved Roald Dahl's books as a child, and I still think that they are brilliant stories. They're very dark, they're very subversive, and they're just really funny and really sharp. And I think I was about 17, 18, when I heard that Roald Dahl is an awful, was, sorry, an awful person. Anti-Semite, sexist, racist, just generally all of the bigotry Things, he had in. Yeah. yeah. And um, so it got me thinking, because recently the Dahl family mm. have come out and done this public apology, right? Saying yeah. we like acknowledge, I think it's specifically about Dahl's anti-Semitism, and they've sort of apologised, and they've kind of accepted that he had these absolutely awful um, beliefs and convictions that he wasn't himself shy about expressing. It wasn't 
it wasn't something that he was embarrassed about at all. And I, there are also, you know, if you go back and analyse the texts, you do find these vestiges of, like, anti-Semitic tropes and other other things. And you think, okay, so in this case, the art is reflecting the author in, in some way. Anyway, it's really complicated, basically, this whole issue. And it's an age-old question about separating the art from the author and things like that. But thinking about that, I wish I had known that context before I'd started reading Roald Dahl. But when you start reading Roald Dahl, you're generally quite young. Mm, yeah, so yeah. I was just going to ask you, I don't think Teddy has read any Roald Dahl yet. But when he does, how are you going to approach that? I know that's quite like a heavy question, but I'm just really interested in your perspective because like we've been through it relatively recently and we remember reading Roald Dahl and loving Roald Dahl. So yeah, I just thought, for you, what, what are your views on that? So yeah, when you say we remember reading Roald Dahl and oh, loving Roald Dahl. You didn't? No, I, I read Roald Dahl. Um, <gasps> I like many many other children of our age um when i was in year four yeah um you know as a class we were reading you know you, you have a you have a story that class you read book. yeah a, yeah and the class book was the witches by roald dahl yeah and after about two classes two 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 readings of this i had a note from my mum asking me to be excused from this because i was too scared and the thing and i think that this is one of the reasons why i have always disliked roald dahl so much Mm. is because it's because it's roald dahl and he has this way of writing the most sinister creepy stuff and it's like Oh, but it's Roald Dahl. Yeah. I've got absolutely I don't really have anything any any thoughts on his his bigotry because it's You haven't so, had that conflict in Yeah, you. he's sort of he's just right. another bigot, you know? <laughs> he's just another um, man that's disappointing. <laughs> but he hasn't personally disappointed you. Yeah. No, exactly. Wow. Okay. Okay, so I you're not gonna recommend them to Teddy, I guess then. Well, I have read we have read together oh. um the giraffe, the Pelly, and me. Right. Which yes. is it's just the most wholesome yes. window cleaning story. Yeah, nice. I'd forgotten about that one. Yeah. I I was read to by my dad, by my mum mm, over yeah. dinner, um, for bedtime. I and I, again, I realise now as I'm older that it's a bloody good job that we sat still and listened and enjoyed that activity because otherwise that's like the worst <laughs> that's you're not going to get a child to, to sit still and when i was visiting you teddy was you were reading a book to him oh what was it, it was george the knight something about george oh um it was dinner. um uh big george and the seventh knight that was it that was it yeah and yeah. he was so engaged in that to the point where he was like asking questions and he was he was he was listening he was really mm. really listening and you could tell that he really really enjoyed that and i just think that's yeah. absolutely wonderful and i can't wait we'll be talking about babies again i can't wait to have <laughs> i can't wait to have a child and to introduce them to books and read to them and i've tried to i asked savas if i could read uh some of the books to him and he just refused but so that was quite upsetting mm-hmm. 
Um, <laughs> but um, because I, yeah, I also I got a lot out of that, and I want to I want to give that back. I want to read. I think it's beautiful. I think it's very intimate. I like it. Yeah, let's talk about Marcus Rashford being just. He's. I've never felt very patriotic ever in my life, but knowing that he is British makes me a little bit proud to be British. Sorry, this is tangential, Go. but Teddy Teddy recently saw a car that had little flags at the back of it. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Mm. And he said, can we have one on this car? And I said, no, sorry, the car doesn't work like that. Um, <laughs> and he accepted that, fortunately, and said <laughs> that, you know, when he grows up, he's going to have a car that does have flags. Aww. And I said, oh, that's lovely. What kind of flags are you going to mm. have on it? And he 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 responded to that he was going to have the England flag, and I said, "Oh no 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 no!" <laughs> <laughs> and he was very confused, obviously, being a small child yeah. and 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 not knowing about how awful our country is. Yeah. And I wanted to make sure that he never had that confusion ever again. <laughs> so, so he was saying. Why, mummy? Why? Why would I not have an England flag? And I said, "Well, England's got a history of being a really horrible country, okay. and so yeah. having a having a flag, an England flag at the back of your car, kind of um, it it implies that you're very proud of your yes. country, and it's not a country that you should be proud of." Yes. And he said, "But I've never done anything really horrible, and you've never done anything really horrible." And we're both English. And I said, yes, but historical context and um, it doesn't work like that, you know? Um, there's sort of systemic oppression and there's, yeah, a, there's, there's a timeline a to these things. <laughs> and unfortunately, you can't just be proud, of, be proud of being English just because you personally haven't done anything that horrible. Also, yeah. may I remind you that this morning you were a massive dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> anti-british that's amazing i love that oh that's so cute so oh. yeah i'm just making i'm just in, ensuring that my child does not have any patriotism because i do not want to raise a child that way no anyway but yes marcus rashford is an example of yeah of of, of someone that does not necessarily restore faith no because I'm too broken for that. What can do that? Exactly. That yeah. is pretty irreparable at this point. But mm -hmm. I mean, he's 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 doing really good work. And I think that the fact that he's doing it and that he's a footballer and mm. he already had that really big following. It's similar to, to what we were talking about the other time with Harry with Styles. Harry Styles, yeah. Um he just strikes me as a very genuine, authentic person whose heart is really in the right place. Yeah. 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 And he's been fighting the good fight for a long time now. He was over the summer, free school meals, again with half term. Mm. He's just continuously campaigning. Um, yeah. And I, when I read the the Guardian coverage of his um, his announcement with, is it Macmillan books? Macmillan's yeah, it's Macmillan. Yeah. Macmillan children's books. Um, that he was going to start this this book club, this series of books that he's co-writing, which I think is brilliant. Yeah, and 
the the aim is because to get then, it. Yeah, then he's he's he knows that he there is a there's a marketing point in there that is you know this big footballer yeah. that is selling in a very commodifiable yeah um um something that people are going to want mm-hmm. um whilst helping people he's yeah, he's yeah. kind of he's kind of objectifying himself in order to for the greater good yes yes absolutely absolutely he's using his platform for the best possible reason and he's also i love that he's not just a footballer who's woken up to the fact that this country has excruciatingly large wealth gaps and that that the most vulnerable are continually shat on by the government mm. and that there's real hardship there and no child should have to choose between food and a book, no family mm. indeed. But he's, that comes from his personal experience as well, mm-hmm. which just makes yeah. it all the more just oh, brilliant that he is, he's coming out and he's saying, you know, I, I, you know, he's saying, um, he didn't really properly read until he was 17 and he yeah what he got from reading he wishes that he could have and he wants every child to have that and he's like mm-hmm. said something like you know if it's if it's a case of me like handing the books out <laughs> personally do, i could believe that yeah. he'll do that because he was yeah. on the front line with the free school meals campaigning as yeah. well and i i just i think he's absolutely fantastic yeah yeah it's a it's very much a case of he I have a lot of respect for mm. anyone in that kind of position who who is putting their money where their mouth is, and yes. he very much is. Yes, yes, and he's he's speaking about something that's probably quite difficult for him to speak about, yeah. which is his yeah, childhood, yeah, yeah. and but he's turning that difficult experience that he had into something so positive. And his book series sounds amazing; like it's going to have diversity. It's going to talk about. Yeah like how to champion yourself i think is uh, is one of the things yeah yeah, yeah. Female how to be models, a champion or something be, yeah, yeah. yeah it's just so it's, yeah. bloody lovely yeah i can't wait i can't wait yeah and it just makes it me is, think it, how lucky i was to never have faced that um i just didn't know i was ignorant of the fact that there were children when i was that age um i had no idea that there were children out there who couldn't afford books and food I just I, I couldn't get my head around that concept because like we were saying earlier books were just such a staple part of my childhood and everything it's just books were just there and there was never any question about that so yeah it's really made me think really made me think and reflect how lucky I am nothing compares nothing compares to reading no yeah Can't. and that actually makes a very nice segue into the book trust because I so I hadn't made the the link when yeah. you you know when you said that you wanted to talk about the book trust I hadn't made the link between between the book trust that you wanted to talk about yeah. and um at sort of a couple of weeks into Teddy starting starting school yeah he came home with a like a a, a, a pack um and in this pack, it had uh, it, to to spoil it for you now. It's from the book trust. Right. It's a book trust <laughs> pack, and it's part one of it's it's part of it's the Your Mind Matters um, uh-huh. program, yeah. which is basically they give they give a book to every reception child um, 
via the school. I mean, the school has to apply to be part of this system. Um, But every reception year child gets a book and gets a colouring activity and all of that sort of stuff. This year, the book was The Runaway Pea. Um, It was very funny. (laughs) (laughs) Just to clarify, green pea. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I can visualise it on the plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Delayed reaction though. <laughs> yeah. Because I was seeing this cute little petit pois. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I have. Um, I was <gasps> able to find. I do have the book as well, obviously. But this is. Can you? Yes. Oh, that's almost exactly what I had. <laughs> like a cheeky little cartoon face. Oh, yeah, I love that. Literally, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, it's a very wholesome book. Yeah, and so then it has a coloring activity, which is which is on the other side of this, um, and oh. various other. I think it came in like a nice little bag, and yeah. Teddy was obviously very excited about yeah. it because this is a very cool, you know, it's something new and it's his. Yeah. Um. And so obviously we got home from school and. He was telling me that he'd got he'd got this book, and I said, "Well, over snack time, we can unpack the yeah. this package that you have and Treasure. go through it." And so I get out the bits of paper and the book, and then there's also a little. It's not the th- I usually. When you read like when you read like appeal stories, um, they're 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 in sort of flimsy kind of thing. This kind of was this was in this was in real book form, and I was desperately rifling through the house to try and find it before yeah. recording because yeah. I so so because I didn't because it didn't look like a you know, donation appeal yeah. booklet. Yeah. I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't pick it up thinking, knowing what I was getting in for, right? Sure. And before this was because I was going through every single thing that was in the in the pack. Um, I picked this up and I said, right, okay, shall we read this? He was eating a snack. I start reading it, and you know, I think it's the, the story of. This is Daniel, and yeah. Daniel was very sad, and he didn't have he didn't really know how to talk to people, and he was really really lonely, and and he didn't have a very nice home life, and all of this, and he didn't know how to read. Yeah, and then through the book trust. He started learning how to read, and then he could. And then, as he learned how to read, he got better at reading, yeah. and then he could escape into books, and they gave him confidence because oh. he's. And I re- was reading, so yeah. I genuinely, yeah. I, I was reading this out loud, and I, I started just crying oh. just as I was reading it yeah. because I was, because I mean, it's obvious. I mean, obviously, it's like a tug on the heartstrings kind of uh, kind of thing, but it's also it's so personally it, it, it 
it affects me so directly given how much I I value reading and how yes. much I just prioritize it and yeah. think of its importance exactly. and yeah so I mean, I mean I was and it's true and, then at the, and it's not a made yes, up story exactly. that, like it's exactly. true I, when I yeah. came across the website I can't remember how I came across it I saw it on Twitter and then I followed the link and Savas was next to me I was sat here and I was reading again just a similar kind of uh, paragraph yeah. like that just facts about the number of children that uh, you know have never owned a book um, yeah. and all of these things and I and then I was as I was reading the uh, campaign material pack. They had sort of have mm-hmm. a helper if you want to make a tweet or an Instagram post or something like that, and they sort of have pre pre packaged uh, material for you to do that. And I was reading through it, and so yeah, it was very it was just so overwhelming for me, and I just mm. started crying. And Samus looked over and was like, "What's wrong? What's up?" Was, the books, the books that they get. And I just I couldn't form a sentence. I just kept saying, "They get the books, yeah. the books that they get." Yeah, and I then explained what it what it was about, but um, yeah, moved me to tears as well. It's just, I mean, the way the story, the story, like the story donation appeal ended. It was, it was, you can help yeah. other kids like yeah. Daniel, yeah, by being a friend of the book trust. Will you be a friend of the book trust yeah. today? And I was just like, yes, <laughs> yes, I'll be a friend of the book yeah. trust. Yeah. I want to help all of the kids have books. I know, I know. It's, it it's, makes me so sad. Yeah, it is. And I know that I know that there are so many things that there are so many things in the world right now yes. to be sad about yes. and to be angry about Very and to, to to stress about. Yes. But but it, I don't think that the that it should be downplayed mm. Mm. that because because i mean lack of food and lack of lack of resources and lack of housing and all of these kinds of things they're obviously really really important and pressing issues pressing issues yeah but that doesn't diminish the yeah the importance of these of yes. getting kids to read yes. a book is not a luxury item it's kind of the same idea mm. behind the tampon tax idea that, that that it is such a fundamental i think it's a right it's a fundamental right for children to have access to books that they can read and to be encouraged to read and to not have to make that choice as marcus rashford was talking about between basic food necessities and, like yeah. food and, and and books and i just think and it's also such a fundamental problem and such a it's it's a symptom not having not having the ability um or the means to have books available to you as a child it's it doesn't occur in isolation it isn't mm. a random um yeah, yeah. event it's part of a wider problem where where vulnerable children get left behind and yeah. we assume yeah. we're in 2020 and we're in you know the UK and the UK is so great and we're so advanced and and it, we're just not we just have to realize that there are children in this country and across the world but but firstly in this country which some people will not you know refuse to believe that um that are vulnerable and they do not have the simple joys of having 
a warm place to sleep, of having a full belly when they go to bed and of having that ability to escape into a good book. And I would put yeah. all of those up there together. Yeah. I really yeah. would, because it's yeah. the mental well-being of a child when you're talking about yeah. reading. It's it's you're nourishing the child in a, in a, in a, in a different way to food, in a different way. but it's just as vital. Just yeah. As vital. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll link the um, the website in uh, in the show notes. And yeah, it's about donating just ten pounds and you can um, give us like a book as a gift to uh, a child in need um, for Christmas. It's a Christmas appeal that they're doing, but I'm sure that they've also got around the year other campaigns and things like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, you know, if uh, if you can. Yes. Then donate. Yeah. Because. Um, or share, share and someone else. Yeah. Well, that, that's as powerful as well. To, to do yeah. That. I mean, you can you can make a difference in in not just in a monetary yeah. way because I of all people know <laughs> that sometimes money is not um yeah 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 because yeah. I'm skint bitches <laughs> um but I have books yeah so yeah that's yeah thank you very much for listening to the second episode um it's I mean, it's it's really, really great having actually launched the first one. Oh, it's, it's a little less talking to ourselves now. Yes. It's just talking to a couple of others. A few people, a handful. I, I thought going into this episode today, recording it, having just released the first one, I thought, mm. gosh, I don't think I'll be as free and like as... Um, <laughs> Just as comfortable. Is that why you I had guess. the beer to, to loosen yourself up? I think subconsciously I cracked open mm. the the corona to sort of loosen up my inhibitions a bit. But actually, I felt just the same as I did last time, and yeah. I think that's because I'm still talking to you. And these episodes yeah. are just conversations, aren't they? Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, so that that's really I'm glad about that because I was fearful that it might um, it might affect how I felt about it. But no, it hasn't. It's been an absolute joy once again. <laughs> um once again yes we are on instagram twitter gmail facebook facebook <laughs> why did i list facebook last i don't know <laughs> um and you can stream us on all sources but if you're listening to us you know that already if you're listening to this then you've probably already found a way to stream the podcast or maybe so. they're overhearing someone else listening to it without headphones mm. in a public place you never know <laughs> shout out to the eavesdropper listener out there <laughs> right in right into us <laughs> also three people from the united states yes. listen to our podcast who are you if you come back hello hi <laughs> we're very excited we are. i can't i can't for the life of me think who it is but no me either it must be people that we know Surely, but then I don't know who I don't know who I know that. <laughs> yeah, we're very confused, and we want this mystery to be solved, um, or, yeah. or protract it and make it a big mystery. Make for it us. more exciting. Yeah, up to yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Well. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 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 <Bye-bye>, then. <laughs> oh, too Thank you.
Thank you.